0: Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry, and of course, this is my co-host. My name is Chris Huddleston. And today, we are both very excited to be talking to you about the Christmas horror film, Krambus. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bell. Merry Christmas!
1: <laughs> Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is it's delicious, honey.
0: A little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's, 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 it's Christmas. High Christmas. High it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Look at- <laughs> with those holiday greetings in and-
1: How oh, we we're going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity.
0: Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? <laughs> we heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? <laughs>
1: St. Nicholas is not coming this
0: year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or goat? The kind of goat
1: walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take.
0: He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. happen on Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a synopsis for us, Mr. Huddleston?
1: I do. Uh, Krampus is a 2015 film directed by Michael Doherty. It stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Koechner, Allison Tolman, MJ Anthony, some other people. <clears throat> and the very to-the-point... Synopsis from IMDb is: A boy who has had a bad Christmas accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home. Yeah. Okay. So, so this was a first time watch for for both of us. But what what did you think of this?
0: It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's. Got good performances in it. I mean, good performers, Tony Collette, Adam Scott, all do a good job. All the adults do a good job. Everybody, the kids, too, everybody really hands in a decent performance. The script is a little hard to parse. It's, um, you know, it's contrived. They're like, we want to make a Christmas horror movie about a Christmas demon, so we need to cook up some way to get there. And it doesn't feel like anything other than that. In fact, everybody in the family, it opens with this sort of brutal, you know, kind of Black Friday mob rushing a, a store to buy Christmas gifts and punching each other and tugging, you know, being sort of the worst of humanity. Mm-hmm. And then we meet all of the different members of the family. Dad, who's a workaholic and you know mom who's got her own issues i mean the kids parents are are pretty decent folks but
1: mm-hmm. christmas
0: <clears throat> is just kind of this thing her her sisters and her family is coming over and they're obnoxious and have obnoxious kids and we spend a lot of time establishing that nobody really has the spirit of christmas and it's just this little boy who keeps – who, at his grandmother's insistence, keeps writing a letter to Santa. But after the sort of Christmas Eve – or not even Christmas Eve, they have dinner the night that the, they arrive. Her His cousin snatches it from him and sort of obnoxiously reads it at the table, uh, and nobody stops her. I'm like, will somebody parent? <laughs> like That's not yeah. – don't read <laughs> – you know what I mean? You don't snatch somebody else's letter and and read it like that at the table. It doesn't matter what it says. That's that's, you know. And if it wasn't if it wasn't the girl's father or mother, then it should have been, you know, the kid's father. Their aunt and uncle be like, stop. Mm-hmm. But nobody does anything. And of course, the letter contra- contains sort of embarrassing truths. Nothing too embarrassing. It basically illustrates that the kid loves his family and he's. His Christmas wishes aren't for toys, but for that, you know, everybody to have a little better time of it in the upcoming year. But he's so hurt by this betrayal that he goes upstairs and he tears up the letter and throws it out the window and it gets whooshed up into the air and then dark clouds form. And I suppose that's what summons this Christmas demon. Overall, the tone of the thing I haven't seen uh, Gremlins in a long time, but it what kept coming I about Gremlins a lot is Gremlins <clears> because <throat> it some of it's supposed to be cute, some of it's supposed to be funny, some of it's supposed to be scary, and by the end, I think it's supposed to be this sort of harrowing. They set up a. They set up. their Scrooge is on TV, like the original one of the early, not Scrooged, but you know Ebenezer Scrooge is saying black and white one. Yes, after he wakes up, he's saying, "Oh, I, I've been given another chance. You know, it's still not too late." And so then, spoiler, we do spoil these things uh, if you haven't already figured that out. So, and we we'll spoil it for you. Um, everybody dies. Uh, And at the end, he wakes up and everyone's fine, but he finds the little Krampus bell or whatever in his he gets in his stocking or his gift. So it sets up this kind of like, oh, it was all just a horrible dream or it was a warning or there are these sort of gestures at it meaning something. But nothing else in the movie holds that up. It it, it was funny in a couple of places. Um, I think it. I think it, you know what I think? I think it felt like it was aimed at a young teen audience. Like this could be a movie that the whole family goes to. Maybe not if your kids were six or seven, but if your kids were, you know, 12, 13, 14 and up, the ages of the kids in the movie, that it wouldn't be too scary for everybody That's what it felt like it was aimed at for me. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't get, I didn't think it was hilarious and I didn't think it was terrifying and I didn't think it was particularly memorable either. (laughs) What did you think? So
1: I had, I was a little bit the opposite of you with my expectations. I had heard a lot of good things about this, just kind of in general. So I thought, you know, maybe this would be really good. 100% what you said, they were trying to be gremlins, I felt. Um, And I actually watched gremlins last Christmas. So I have, you know, a pretty good memory of it. Gremlins is, as you were saying, is a uh, kind of a family friendly Christmas comedy horror movie. And, you know, there aren't a lot of, i was kind of struggling to think of other films that are in that category. So it's sort of this unique thing that they were going to for. Gremlins is, you know, there's some, a little bit kind of dark stuff in it, but overall it's, it's pretty lighthearted. And as you said, you know, Gremlins, other than small children, nobody's going to be scared by Gremlins. And, you know, the Gremlins themselves are funny you know, and all of that this the tone felt a lot darker uh you know like you said everybody dies basically in this and you know you're having kids getting snatched away which you're not really sure exactly what happens to them you know snatched to their deaths and everything drop a pin because
0: i want to come back to that when you finish okay
1: and also another thing that was a you know you talked about with the the dinner table note snatching that no one was parenting there's a lot of non-parenting in this there's one scene where so they know they're under attack they don't really know by what and they've boarded the house up and everything and there are two uh girls like middle school age girls i guess who go upstairs to go to the bathroom and they encounter these creatures up there and are screaming and then we cut to downstairs and it's the parents and they hear these girls screaming and I'm not a parent, but I kind of assume in that situation, or even just an adult where there are children around, that you're going to run to the screaming. But instead, they creep up the stairs. They're scared of what they're going to see. They, that just didn't felt, feel like real parents while. to me.
0: Yeah, They, they take a while. while. There's, there's this is their first reaction. Yeah. And they look at each other. And then we should, we should go, we should go check. <laughs> yes. These are your children. <laughs> you know, I mean, especially if you know, as they do at this point, that there's danger about they've boarded up the doors and windows. Right. So, and this is not a scream of like, ah, a spider. This is a blood curdling scream of terror. You would <clears throat> break down doors getting to your child. And just while we're on that point. So One teenage daughter, the first casualty is a teenage daughter that goes out to her boyfriends who lives in the neighborhood, and they say, come back in an hour. They let her go out in a blizzard, but I don't think they realize how sort of supernatural this blizzard is yet because nobody's been out in it. All the power's out. But when they go out later, it's like sub-zero. It's like, you know, cripplingly cold. Uh, But they don't really realize I don't think they realize the danger that's going on. um So, an hour passes, two hours pass. It gets dark, and other people, her little brother, <laughs> are saying like, "She's not back yet." You know, like, oh, she's probably just over whatever this house. Uh, look, <laughs> not on not on a night like that, would you? Mm-hmm. When you can't call the other house. So eventually they the the two men of the house, you know, her father and her uncle go out looking for her and then realize that stuff is very very amiss. I don't think they realize it's supernatural yet, but they think wow, this is something crazy is going on here. Um and then something grabs the uncle in the snow and then they then they realize there is something crazy supernatural going on. But There, then there, 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 and then there's a kid that gets snatched up the chimney, right? Uh, sort of a chain comes down with a gingerbread man and a hook on it, and the kid takes a bite of the gingerbread, and the gingerbread's a little animated guy (laughs) is angry, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And and grabs him and wraps the chain around him, and they, they, thank goodness, the hook doesn't impale him. Uh, but, but they sort of suck him up the chimney and their parents grab him and they're trying to pull him back down and they lose and the shoe comes off and up the chimney he goes. And then there's, there's a couple of beats where they're just like, the the kid's father goes, I'm going to go up on the roof and get him. And everybody else goes, no, 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 you can't do that. come on, come on, come on. You know, if your kid yeah. just got sucked up the chimney, there's, the, you know, in a uh, time and time again, as the kids are getting picked off, everyone's like, "Oh, we gotta ride this out. We gotta stay put." And then, when things calm down, yeah. we'll go look for them. I'm like, a, a an impossibly animated demonic gingerbread man just snatched your kid with a giant rusty hook up the chimney. You know, you're not gonna. What do you think they're doing, having tea? Like, come on, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it just defies human logic.
1: Anyway. Yeah. And they're not particularly... You know, you see them for a couple of minutes being upset that their kids are gone, but it's just sort of like, then on to the... And, you know, I I get in a way you 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 can't just have a the rest of the movie being them, like, in shock or whatever. But... Yeah, they they just do not act like real people at all in this. And then the so again the, the, but the I things- just want to underline
0: the the performances okay. moment to moment are fine. It's just that the overall arc of the thing doesn't describe how actual human beings would act, right? right? You know, I mean the the scene then says the husband and wife have a testy exchange. But it, they, a husband and wife would not have a testy exchange after the loss of their child. They'd have something yeah. appropriate to that, you know, inciting event. That's all we're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I, I would say that the, the two things, the two strengths of this movie, it looks really great. All of the snow scenes and all of that look fantastic. And the... Creature designs are really great. I agree. But but again, that's where I would get into my criticism of this movie. The creature designs are genuinely frightening, I felt. You, there are these elves that come and bust in their windows, and they're just wearing these weird masks. And that almost was little, really, really creepy.
0: Almost little Harlequin masks, yeah.
1: Yeah. But then you have you have that and you have the Krampus itself looks really great, you know, and is, is pretty scary. And you have these various, uh, there's a, is it a Jack in the box or something that has like, it's, you know, mouth opens up almost like the, um, the predator or something. And that's really creepy. It's
0: wearing a mask too, but at the chin, it sort of splits. So its mouth can get big enough to swallow a kid.
1: And it has all there, these sharp
0: teeth. You there's know. one point at which you see the sort of boots of one of the twins kind of disappearing down its maw, which I yeah. thought was upsetting. It's not gross. It's and, not like it bites people in half. But still, if you're a kid and you're watching this giant worm thing <laughs> swallow a kid, you're like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So you have all of that. But then you also have these gingerbread men so yeah. there's a scene in in the kitchen with David Koechner, and he's being attacked by these you know these computer generated gingerbread men uh you know who who look like they're from Shrek and you know he's shooting them with his shotgun and everything and and this is supposed to you know the movie thinks this is really funny and it's not really but it's tonally it's very different from these other scary creatures and people dying like they're they're, right you know they're right so it's i don't know And, and you have these again you know even watching it 40 years after it was released or whatever uh gremlins is still pretty funny i mean there's definitely things you know it's silly but there's definitely funny aspects to it whereas this you have all of these great you know, they're great dramatic actors, but also great comedic actors. You know, Tony Collette has kind of moved a little more into drama, but, you know, she's done a lot of great comedic stuff. And Adam Scott is funny. And uh, David Koechner is from Anchorman. And these, you know, so you have all of these really good comedic actors, but it just, it's not funny. I didn't feel, yeah. you know, they're, they're not really given much material to work with that's funny and David Koechner is playing another thing where it's you know rip off basically he's cousin Eddie from yeah uh, National Lampoon's Christmas where he's you know he's it's, you know it's Adam Scott they're the wealthy family in this beautiful house and then it's their redneck cousins right. you know they they so and it's Like fat, okay
0: and he's got guns and then you're supposed to be yeah. like oh well oh, now I'm, we're actually kind of glad that the, you know, the red state guy brought his guns. And it's just sort of very ham-handed. And, and all this
1: material was done so much better in National Lampoon's Christmas yeah. Vacation, you know?
0: Yes. And um, I don't know. I kept feeling like the movie kind of wanted to have it both ways. It wanted to be scary, a scary Christmas movie. and but it, But it wanted everybody to be having a grand old time and you're like well in some ways those are kind of opposite i mean you, you ramy pulls it off because they're scary movies laced with comedy like i would call his stuff horror but it definitely if there's a horror comedy genre that's a subset of horror not a subset of comedy and mm-hmm. and it is a very specific roller coaster ride that anchors itself in the world of horror. And this feels like it really wants to anchor itself in the world of Christmas movie, but get to have its horror cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the elves do wear masks. Yeah, yeah. And they're all, they have sort of giggly you
1: know,
0: voices like that, you know? So there's, there's a lot of kind of minions to it. And you're like, what is happening? And the animated gingerbread men are like, what? Cra- like from a different film. Yeah. Basically, you know? Krampus. Yeah. Like they're from Shrek. And you're like, well, what are, what, what are they doing here? Like, why does, what's the math here? Krampus is a Santa and he's got magical evil, helpers and he's got magical like does santa claus have magic snowman and magic gingerbread man i guess he has reindeer i don't he know he doesn't he has elves i mean it doesn't but... add up i know you're not supposed to defenders of this movie be like you're thinking about it too hard i get it i mean i understand i didn't this wasn't supposed to be uh you know a meditation on anything um but it does throw in some stuff like well, when you stop and think about it, we collectively, haven't we all kind of lost the spirit? I'm like, oh, shut up. You know, don't preach to me. And you know what I mean? I, it feels yeah. like they are trying to sneak some messages in there. And I'm like, well, A, you're not committing to it. and And B, this is not the film for that.
1: Right. right. And along those lines, I, you know, and they explain it after a while but uh, you know not being that well versed in the legend or whatever of the the Krampus other than just knowing it's like bad kids or whatever you know he, he goes after them and you know for a good portion of the movie I'm thinking okay you know the they allude to that there's marital problems with the mom and dad or whatever And the kid in the beginning, when there it's the Black Friday sale or whatever, he gets into a fight with another kid or whatever. But nobody seems to be that bad. It's not like this little boy isn't a bad kid at all. So then they explain it that it's like, well, it's not about being good or bad. It's what's, you you know, in your heart. And if you don't have the spirit of Christmas anymore or whatever, it's like this seems like a very thin you know.
0: Right, because uh, this one kid rule. has it. No, but literally nobody else has it. Are we supposed to understand he's the last straw? But then there's a confusing thing with the grandmother. She's like, oh, everybody sit down. I know what this is. And when she was a little girl, the, the kid's age, something similar happened to her, and there's an animated sequence.
1: Which is really her. well done.
0: It's really well done, but I'm just kind of like... What are we... What, what do we so is this a curse that has now passed down from grandmother this vengeance on the grand it doesn't seem to be krampus she sort of sacrifices herself she wants to face him but not necessarily it doesn't seem like she's doing that to slow him down or to help save the others you know what i mean and he does kill her but yeah not it doesn't seem like anything's coming full circle he's just like oh i was gonna get to you eventually but you know what I mean? There doesn't seem to be any yeah. architecture to and why. her
1: her kind of backstory was strange because like you said, it was like, okay, is this supposed to be like a curse passed down? But with her, it was just her parents weren't happy anymore in their marriage, I guess. And like, you know, uh, so again, it just it, s- it seemed very uh you know, a thin premise to set this whole thing up because it's not like you feel as if anyone should be punished or anything, right. you know what I mean? But having said, it's not all... like you're like, yeah, these people are going to get punished by the people, right. you know, right. Cause they're I pretty, mean, even, even the redneck family is not that bad.
0: I know, know you think, well, they didn't deserve this. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, they're obnoxious. I wouldn't want to have them to dinner, but I don't want them yeah. all to die by, you know, demons. And the, um, you know, the main
1: family, the little boy and his sister and the parents of the grandmother yeah. all are very sweet. You know? Sister's
0: kind of a wise mouth teen. I mean, yeah. she's got an attitude, but not as bad as some eighties movies, you know? Sure. The eye rolling stuff like, you know, don't talk to your mother that way, kid. Come on. That kind of thing. Um, and then when she's under the truck hiding, uh, I thought nice, nice performance from her. Like you don't want her. You don't want her to die. We don't, often see people die like this isn't a movie in which uh people are butchered you do see yeah that sort of big jack-in-the-box worm thing sort of swallowing the ankles and boots of a kid but it's not mm-hmm. like it's not chomping nobody gets dismembered the fat kid doesn't get fish hooked you know they sort of wrap him up with the chain and pull him up um people there's something sort of tunneling under the snow that grabs people and pull them, pulls them under. But, you know, the, the uncle comes up and he's got bite marks in his leg, but there isn't any gore in this. No. Um, I, I just want to, so I've been grousing about it for a while, but I I all want to go on the record and say, I didn't hate this. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. But I didn't find myself wanting to turn it off. I didn't find myself looking at my phone. No, I was never bored. I Uh, never felt bored. I never said out loud like, oh, come on. I didn't say any of this stuff to the screen. I was just kind of taking it all in. It does look really great. It looks like a Christmas movie. The set design, I thought, was beautiful. The creature design, I mean, I didn't care for the mat. I think they must have put the masks on them in an effort to make them less scary somehow. Because even as sort of scary toys or scary dolls go, these aren't that scary. But the Krampus design was really cool. He looks sort of like, like a demented Santa. And he's got, I know yeah. Krampus has a really Big long tongue. tongue. Yeah, so there's a, yeah. there's a homage to that. And he's got kind of long, nasty fingers and these crazy big horns but i thought and goat legs <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh you know i thought all of that design was was fresh i had not seen that anywhere before um yeah and like i said adam scott and tony collette i could almost watch them do anything uh, you know so the cast is great and the uh the the aunt comes over the grandma everybody's good they just I don't know. It left me kind of feeling like, wow, I I feel like that could have been a lot better.
1: Yeah, i I felt exactly the same way. It, um, kind of like you were saying, they. And and this, I've I've done this on several movies, and this is kind of unfair. You know, it's describing the movie that you want instead of the movie that you got, which which is you know is not really fair, but here we go you know you (laughs) what's that what did you say i'm sorry i said but here we go but yeah i'm gonna do it anyway uh it's you know we've talked about this a lot with horror comedy or comedy horror it's it's a tough balance to strike yeah and this doesn't have enough comedy i mean it's just you know, because by the end it's it's kind of sad. I mean, you know, if they're all yeah. just being pulled away, and they're crying and everything. Um, I think you would have been better off to just go full on, make it a horror movie, and yeah. take the family aspect of it out. You know, maybe have it just be two couples trapped in the house or whatever. Right. Um, and you know, just go full-on horror movie with it because the the comedy stuff just doesn't work in this. It's not, and it's not lighthearted enough to, to really feel like a comedy, you know yeah. what I mean? One thing that I was thinking, so there's a part towards the end where it's just him and it's the little boy and one of the cousins are the only ones left and the Krampus and these other, his like, you know, whatever they are creatures that they almost looked like the uh you know the things that the sand people ride around on it yeah. almost look they almost look like those banthas but yeah yeah and uh so they're all gathered around and he's trying to bargain with the Krampus to take him and you know let every you know bring everybody else back you know blah blah, blah and all that and uh it like the ground opens up and it's like, I guess they're pulled into hell or whatever. I mean, that all looked really cool, but, and, and, you know, I might be reading too much into this, but I was thinking, you know, this is just for a, what's supposed to be presumably a family friendly horror movie. This is just a little too dark. And I can, I could almost, as I was watching it, I could almost envision people that really into this movie saying, oh, you know, back Back in the 80s we got this you know this darker stuff because we were tougher or whatever you know what i mean but it just i don't know it it just doesn't feel like it comes together it, it needed a lot better script i
0: agree with you because at the end he wakes up and it's the sort of scrooge moment oh and then oh it was all a dream but there's no moral it wasn't like now you have you have a second chance to be a better kid the kid's got a heart of gold right he had yeah. one moment where he lost where it all well, and then his parents' loveless marriage and his obnoxious cousins' torment of him and kids at school and everything else. And he finally was just like, I- I'm tired of, you know, keeping up this childish fantasy anymore. And for that, his entire family was murdered. And you're like, and then it's like, oh, you get a second chance. What? <laughs> What's the moral? But then we
1: have this, that's not the final ending. The final ending is that, so they, you know, he has the little bell or whatever. And then they all kind of look at it as if like, they've remembered now that they went through this, that it wasn't really a dream. I didn't really understand that exactly. And then it, you know, we zoom back out and they're in a snow globe that the Krampus has collected this
0: place. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. And the,
1: and the Krampus has all these different, and it was just like, what was that? (laughs) You know, they, they're trying to do this like twilight zone ending, but it didn't really make any
0: sense. Exactly. But that's another, it's like this whole stitch together thing. And there are movies that feel like their whole purpose is to keep you guessing and to keep tacking away from the expected. This didn't feel like one of those movies. I think you're right. I think if it had gone for a straight up horror film set at Christmas, it could have been more successful. Or if it had yeah. gone for a Christmas family comedy where Krampus shows up and they, you know, they sort of home alone. The things are less scary. Nobody really gets, somebody gets taken, but you get him back. You know what I mean? Where it's more of a family romp, like the bad guys don't have any real or, you know, they can have metaphorical teeth, but they don't have any real teeth. Mm-hmm. Um and, and make it a family comedy where people overcome their differences. They, they overcome their red state, blue state, whatever, and they, they realize that Christmas, even though they didn't choose it to be this way this year, was a time when they all came together. Mm-hmm. I think you could have made that movie and that could have been, you know, and then they sit and have Christmas dinner and they're kind of torn up house. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe have a pile of, you know, evil elves or something on the fire. I don't know something you could make it dark. Yeah. I think if you wanted to make it a Christmas comedy with a dark bent, there's a rich tradition of, of those. Sure. But I felt like it had one foot in each boat.
1: Yeah. And the, this snow globe thing, just, they didn't do anything to set that up at all. Right. I mean, it's just, so you get them all all, oh,
0: it was all a dream. Oh, wait. Or was it? And then it's like, wait, so we're in snow globes?
1: <laughs> and that could have, you know, that could be a kind of no pun intended. That could be a chilling ending if it's just, you know, if they had set that up in any way at all, kind of like uh cabin in the woods where they can't escape, you know, from the, uh, yeah. cause there's the digital thing around them, you know, almost have a thing like they're trying to get away and no matter what they do, they can't, you know, they can't uh, uh, get away from their neighborhood. And you're like, why can't they get away? You know? And then at the end it's revealed that there's a snow globe. And, a, but again, that it felt like the film filmmakers were, you know, the idea was like, you're going to get to the end and be like, oh my God, they were trapped in a snow globe all along. You know, it just, it's, there's no emotional payoff with that at all. It's just like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. You know? yeah. yeah, I agree. So I don't know. It was, like you said, not a terrible movie. You know, it's well-made and you have all these good actors and everything. But I, you know, my kind of understanding was, that this has become kind of somewhat of a cult classic. Um, probably because it's so
0: cuckoo birds. Yeah. For all the but reasons this certainly we've been talking
1: isn't about. this certainly isn't something, you know. Last last Christmas and maybe the year before, I guess. You know, we've done previous Christmas episodes. We did the original Black Christmas, um, which I watch like almost every Christmas now because it's such a great movie. And Anna and the Apocalypse, which I've watched, you know, three or four times probably, and you know, those are movies that you can kind of put in your Christmas rotation, you know, and watch them. If not every year, you can watch them every every few years at Christmas time. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I maybe would watch this again, but not anytime soon.
0: I agree. I don't, I don't really necessarily, I mean, if I came over to your house and we were drinking beers and you're like, I really want to watch Krampus, I wouldn't be like, no, but I would not be like, Hey, let's watch Krampus.
1: <laughs> I don't even know that it would be fun with, you know, just sit around and have some beers. Like I say, other than, cause you know, there's no, you know, you can watch something like, you know, these are actual horror movies and not, you know, meant to be funny. But you can watch something like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies or the Friday the 13th movies and laugh at people being, you know, murdered, right? Because it's unrealistic and stylized and all that. But this is just like these kids just being pulled up through chimneys or pulled into a creature's mouth or whatever. And you're just like, this isn't fun.
0: Right. No, I agree with you. So... It's kind
1: of a bummer because I I had this is one of these that had always been on kind of my list to watch you know at Christmas time sometime and I just kind of never got around to it so it was kind of a bummer that it wasn't better than because this director uh, did a movie uh, it would have been a few years before this called Trick or Treat which is kind of an anthology that's really good and oh, yeah. has become a a cult classic over the years. So, and I think this is what he followed that film up with. So it's just kind of disappointing that it, you know, maybe there was studio interference with this. It kind of feels like there could be some of
0: that, you know. It feels like that strongly to me. Yeah. You like, need to make it, it
1: funnier movie, here. Yeah. Like,
0: and and I, I'd be interesting to, to read up on this and know what happened with it because it feels like he finished it and gave it to them and they're like, we need to change five or seven things here and mm-hmm. yeah
1: and it's a pg-13 only like you said there's not any gore in it and there's like a couple of f-words yeah you know just kind of th- almost thrown in like well we got to have at least a pg-13 we don't right. want this to be pg
0: you know so but i would think that it's mostly because it's sort of upsetting to see kids getting snatched away i mean yeah, that a kid yeah, getting that eaten again it's yeah. not gross it's just upsetting you're like that's yeah. cousin man yeah, for yeah. Sure. i don't know i i don't know how i would respond if a bunch of christmas themed monsters were attacking my family but i mean i think shock would be a reasonable yeah you'd probably be catatonic for it'd, a while You're I mean, reasonable yeah. in there but i don't know maybe it's just that they didn't i don't know i i, I didn't this is not the kind of movie that inspires you to think about it that much. You just, yeah, kind of you definitely,
1: but before. it's like the daughter, the teenage daughter disappears and they just kind of forget about her. You know what I mean? It's just sure like, well, did. yeah, yeah, you know, you would be going, you'd be like, okay, we went out once and we fought them and like, okay, we're going to everybody secure back here and then we're going to go out again and look for her until, you know, the dad would just be like, not stopping until he found her, you That's know? Exactly you know? right. That is, but a, yeah. Better. I guess you're not supposed to think about it too much, and just I don't know.
0: But um, I I don't have that much else to say about it. I think we've kind of covered it. No. Would yeah, you? Yeah, I mean this. It?
1: Not really. I mean, this is kind of a. Six out of ten, I would say. You know,
0: oh, I think I agree. Um, I don't think I would recommend it, but I don't think I'd try and dissuade someone from watching. And I'd be like, No, if you I'm haven't, place, you know, let, let let me know what you think. You know,
1: if you're like me, and you know, this had been one that you were aware of and had just never gotten around to. You know, it's it's worth watching in that regard. And and as I said, there aren't. You know, this is a very small genre or subset of horror, the Christmas right. family right. horror comedy, you know, there's gremlins. And I don't know if uh, listeners, if you, if you can think of some other ones, I can't, I'm sure there are more, more that I'm just not thinking
0: of, you know, but, but you're right. It's a very specific kind of a cinematic bonbon. So, you know, at this time of year around the holidays, sometimes you're home visiting your folks and everybody else has gone up to bed and, you don't want to watch. I mean, sometimes you want to watch The Godfather, but other times you just don't feel like turning on something that you're not going to be able to turn off. You know, you're like, I'm going to open this bottle of scotch and see how far we get. <laughs> you I know, I think a and bottle of scotch with us, you would get kind of depressed. I mean, bit, yeah, you know? <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying is it's, yeah, like, exactly. Popcorn fair, and it's specifically like, peppermint pop is like it's christmas popcorn fair so you know it's not we we have watched many many worse movies oh yeah for sure.
1: yeah and this it's it's not it, it, in no way is it a poorly made film you know it's well put together especially visually uh but you know i guess if you've seen gremlins a hundred times and you don't you know, you don't want to watch that again at Christmas time that this is an okay. Yeah. um You know, yeah. alternative. There's a lot of Christmas actual
0: horror films like black Christmas. Yeah. Um But yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it's but, the kind of uh, well. thing too, that if it, my daughter is the scary movies and probably not this year, but in the coming years, if, if Nova were to come to me and say, Hey, I want to, watch krampus will you watch krampus with me i'd be like, okay you know that's something i yeah. would do with a kid of mine that was interested in seeing it and might not be such a cinematic you know yeah critic yeah.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not scary enough that you know you're gonna have to worry that your kid oh, is going oh no, you can't watch that forever okay, yeah fine so what are so she's into scary she's getting into scary stuff so what what right are some now. things that she's watched
0: well, it isn't so much. It isn't so much that we have watched a lot of actually scary stuff together. But she had a friend come over who is terrified of these movies, and and she insisted that they watch Miss Peregrine's House for I don't know weird teens or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i have not seen it, but I know that's it. an interesting movie. But there is some genuinely creepy and scary stuff in that there really is and uh Nova's friend was flipping out and mm. Nova was gobbling it up so mm. that's not the exorcist but you know it's intense kids are in danger the monster effects are good it's one of my favorite uh Samuel L. Jackson roles where he plays um a monster you know there's a, uh-huh. there's a handful of movies where he plays some sort of a comic book villain or or a monster and and he's Mm -hmm. the monster in this and this is my you know and then there's other ones like django where he plays um he he's the slave of dicaprio and he is uh he isn't what a terrific performance um Mm -hmm. he is an antagonist in that movie um but just a masterful performance but he's very much human Mm-hmm. And in other ones, he's some sort, you know, glass. I think he's sort of a supervillain in that. And yeah, there's other ones, but uh, yeah. So we generally we have their the streaming accounts kind of locked off for at fourteen or something, and Nova's eleven. Mm-hmm. So nothing too crazy, but she has a real appetite for it.
1: Mm.
0: A real and i never did i stuff like that i was scared the bejesus out of me i was like no thank you mm-hmm. she, in many ways she can't get enough of it she's like oh i love it i love it
1: mm. where, that's where interesting I Come from
0: it is really interesting yeah
1: I'm like there's a lot uh, of
0: really scary stuff waiting for you you know
1: because rate is rachel into that kind of stuff no. i mean oh okay yeah so that's interesting that she yeah
0: Rachel likes detective stuff and murder stuff and like documentaries about cults and, Mm -hmm. you know, interesting things that are anchored in truth. And I mean, we like dramas and stuff like she's not a real fantasy enthusiast or a science Mm -hmm. fiction enthusiast, Um, but as dark as she gets is stuff like detective serial killer things. yeah yeah. there's a murder i mean those can get dark you know? oh yeah those can be horrifying but rarely do they um you know rarely do they go as far as like hannibal where it's really into the viscera of it it's more mm-hmm. about trying to catch the guy and and sort of knowing what he did and there's some sort of photos of the aftermath it's not usually it doesn't stay the camera doesn't stay in the room with him while he's taking somebody apart you know because right they, then you've tipped over into like that's horror you know yeah yeah versus thriller right she likes thrillers
1: yeah that but the uh with your daughter with the tim burton you know that's a really good aesthetic you know because it's he's did you know it's a lot of creepiness yeah but
0: uh she you know she not too scary effort. Edward Scissorhands and really dug that. And yeah. I know it's not a scary movie, but no, but it's, you know, you, I, I remember feeling afraid for the Johnny Depp character, like mm-hmm. especially the town rises up. And I was like, Oh, this guy didn't do anything wrong. You know, mm-hmm. leave him alone and really being afraid that they were going to like burn him at the stake or something. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: know when it hits. I think it's a Netflix thing, but the, um, Tim Burton is doing Wednesday, the Wednesday Adams show that comes out sometime that, that might be over the holidays. So she'd probably, that'd probably be something that she'd be into.
0: You know what? I bet Nova would like Beetlejuice. Maybe we could watch Beetlejuice this holiday. Cause I, yeah. Does that stand up? It's been quite a while since I've seen it, but I,
1: I love the early Tim Burton stuff. So, um,
0: is that wild uh, inappropriate? I don't remember. I think
1: there's a little bit of, but I don't think it's too too
0: much. A you little know, bit I think grass language and sort of. Yeah, like, I know, but I don't think there's anything graphic, is I there? I think
1: you know, he like grabs his crotch and stuff like that, you know. But it's yeah, it's not. I think it was a PG-rated movie at the time. That was, you know,
0: that was one of my favorite at the time. One of my favorite performances by uh, Michael Keaton. And
1: they keep they've talked for years, and it's probably passed. It's time, but they have talked for years about doing a second film. With him? Just With him, yeah. And Tim, you know, he's basically, it's said for years, if Tim Burton would come back, you know, he would do it. And the thing about it is, you know, in the makeup and everything, yeah. it would,
0: you know. Vaughan, he got back in terrific shape. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, he's, you know, it's been, what, 40 years? 30? Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, I mean, they he could talk about it. it with the makeup. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. They've talked about it for years, but I just don't think it's ever going to, I don't think it's ever going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's almost no way it would, it would, you know, live up to the original. But... It's an
0: example of making a movie because you think it'll make money. You're like, Oh, I bet there's an audience for that. Well, what's it about? I don't know. We'll write it. And you're kinda like, I don't know. Yeah. kind of like, yeah. I of a money grab. Like what's the idea?
1: And, you know, Tim Burton, you know, outside of the, the the Batman movies that he did, you know, he had Edward Scissorhands and um, Beetlejuice and, you know, some other films that were very original, that there was never any sequel or spinoff or, or right. anything like that. I mean, they did, there was Beetlejuice cartoon, but, you know, I don't think he had any involvement in that, you know, so... Um, you know, those were examples of really popular films that we need. We didn't really need to know the backstory of Beetlejuice, you know, or whatever, right. you know. Uh, so, but yeah, um, I know we just recorded a few days ago, but have you watched anything else uh, since we last spoke other than just this movie? No.
0: Yeah, I don't, Not a I don't thing. watch anything either. Yeah, and it's only, we're tipping our hand here. It's only been a few days. Mm-hmm um no i'm this light change i get tired so i want to just go to bed yeah and i stayed
1: it's awful isn't it isn't it funny how i think about the seasons
0: oh we watched i tell you we did watch the cabinet of curiosities i watched the uh oh yeah so you watched did you watch
1: any beyond that one episode just that one
0: episode but so did i talk about it on here or not but
1: uh yeah. So you watched the, the, the trippy one with Eric
0: Andre and so was it was it just too slow? I think seeing where it went, it would be interesting to go back and watch it a second time. But if it's an hour-long episode, the first 40 minutes are all style and very little substance. Mm-hmm. It's the dialogue all feels like 70s style self um, indulgence. Like all of the characters are just kind of monologuing about where they're coming from and they ask each other kind of ham handed questions with a straight face. Well, surely a man like you with extrasensory perception would know something, you know? Mm, but the, the spheres do not, you know, and you mean just kind of.
1: It was not. Shut up. It you was know? definitely the kind of dialogue that is not the way people actually, real humans actually speak.
0: Right. And, uh, um, and I got a little bit of that, how self-obsessed and self-absorbed these, these characters are, but it just went on for 40 minutes and then mm-hmm. something freaky happens right at the end and everything sort of explodes. So it's like a really long, slow-burning fizzle of a fuse mm-hmm. and then... The Doge, you know, this big, and but then it leaves you you know it it leaves you with question marks, it doesn't even you know what I mean, so you spend forty minutes kind of get building up to an inciting event and mm-hmm. credits,
1: and you're like, what?" <laughs> And we've talked about this director before, so his name's Panos Cosmatos. And I have seen Mandy, but I haven't seen his other movie, the the what is it, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which you yeah. have seen
0: that, but yeah. have not seen Mandy. And but the rainbow is slow too. I mean, yeah, it's not supposed to be a roller coaster; it's a meditation. But and
1: I'm sure, and I love what. Uh, Garmel del Toro is doing and they've already I guess said there's going to be a second season of this I would say definitely the the tone of the episodes is very different so the other ones that I've seen are not are nowhere near as slow as this one is but um, you know it's cool what he's doing where he's just kind of turning over these stories to these filmmakers
0: that he yeah. likes to you know kind of do whatever they want. And I will this say it's gorgeous. It looks oh. absolutely... When I say style over substance, the style is almost enough to enjoy watching it uh, just on that alone. Like the design and the way it's shot and the color and the people that he casts from everything from the way that yeah. he puts them to their look next to each other and the sounds of their voices and music. All, it's almost like... Yeah, it's almost like an album. Like it's very... It's just wish that (laughs) I wish that the dialogue was meatier and drove towards something concrete. Um, Yeah, it it felt like the ending was like, well, I got to give him something here at the end,
1: and And,
0: and, that's not enough.
1: To me, he is a filmmaker where it's you know, uh, studios or producers or whatever can meddle too much. Yeah, but I think there are instances where you have. I mean, this guy is a visionary filmmaker in terms of the looks of everything. I mean, yeah. just the the sets yeah. in this are just unreal. Yeah. and and his uh with, with Mandy, it's the same thing. You know, it's the same kind of look and everything, and it's incredible. But like you've said, it's almost like he needs an editor in there to just be like, okay, let's speed things up a little bit, you know, right. or we got to have a little bit more. Maybe now in to streaming, this.
0: it's different, but at a certain point, you know, if you if you're having the discussion, it's like, look, it's about pacing, and I it's got to be okay that that I can't be afraid of letting this feel kind of boring sometimes. And a studio person, again, maybe it's different in streaming, but a studio person usually would say. Well, n- no, it's not. Uh, n- no, it isn't. That's like we're going to build a roller coaster and you're like, and then this whole middle section is boring. And then, you know, because we're trying to sell tickets to this. Like, and we want people walking out of there being like, that was great. That yeah. doesn't all have to be exciting, like a roller coaster, but it has to, you know, from start to finish. And I, th- I think an effective movie to which one hopes to sell tickets needs to move. Even if it's Sophie's choice, you know there's got to be, and it's I'm very much to say that about Barry Lyndon too. Barry Lyndon is a boring movie, and he gets away with it because he is a genius that invented cameras and shot the whole. There's other yeah. things that make that in a remarkable movie, but I've I don't think I've ever sat through Barry Lyndon and not fallen asleep,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. fallen asleep, literally, like not because yeah. I was high, just because it's so slow. And, and, and and Mandy is very,
1: very, this actually, this episode of this show is did not feel as slow to me as what Mandy was because Mandy is, and, and you very much have a feeling, and this is okay. I don't have a problem with this where there are things where he's just like, you know what, this would look really cool. And it does. There are things in Mandy that are you know you just watch it and you're like this is one of the coolest this is just cool this is one of the coolest things that i've ever seen in a film and then there are scenes of just like people just looking at each other you know and there's zoom you know he's slowly going in tighter on just they're still and you're just like it's i it it has to move a little bit more than this i love the cool stuff but it's just so slow that you know right uh there's slow burns and then there's just you know it's glacial pacing and, and you it can't... goes out
0: right it's burning yeah so slow. it goes out so but yeah
1: i i would recommend you know just in terms of the visuals of this it's just it's just amazing but it, yeah. it is uh and the creature at the end is i thought was great you know
0: yeah so. and i like but, how it doesn't explain anything
1: yeah but definitely watch some of the other episodes because some yeah. are funny and some are oh, very okay. serious you know and so none of them that I've seen so far that, that I think were amazing, but um, they're all at least, you know, pretty good. So, so yeah.
0: Cool. dokie. Chris and Chris talk movies at gmail.com. That's our handle. We're on the socials. You can like, you can subscribe, you can leave us a comment or a suggestion or some interesting tidbits that we obviously didn't know. Um, thank you for for joining us. I uh, hope you'll come back next time. Are we going to do die hard for next time? Yeah. We're going to do another the Bruce Willis class. Christmas movie. Another Christmas movie. Uh, die hard, baby. Um, uh, Alan Rickman. So great if you haven't seen die hard take this as an opportunity to treat yourself yeah just watch die hard if you've uh, never seen die hard before
1: one of the greatest action movies ever made yeah it's kind
0: of the original modern action movie in many Mm -hmm. ways in my mind i say that with authority having no academic authority (laughs) for me i watched it i was like whoa and this breaks the genre and and then everything afterwards is like it's no die hard (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And uh, yeah, that's all for me. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Okie dokie, Smokey. Then we will talk to you next week.